the last week of Jesus, I was thinking about this and I tried to come up with a title to kind of help us through this week and I thought of Jesus last week. Jesus last week. And then I thought about Jesus last week. We think of Jesus last week and we get in here and we talk about the triumphal entry and we talk about Jesus in the temple and that was Jesus last week. But I wonder what Jesus was last week for you. What did Jesus do in your life last week? What was, what was the chronological order of Jesus in your life last week? And have you let him speak into your life? And are you letting him speak into your life? I want us to stand for just a moment. I'm going to continue on. If you only have a few days left, you're wanting to make sure that everything you say and do is accomplishing the things that you want it to accomplish. And this is how it begins. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. When the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear these children? Do you hear what these children are saying? They replied, yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You are ordained praise. And he left them and went out to the city of Bethany where he spent the night. Let's pray. Lord, this evening, this morning. Jesus last week. Maybe last week, Jesus last week in your life, maybe he entered in on Sunday morning with a triumphal entry. Maybe you were here last Sunday and you were praising the Lord and you were part of our uh, worship here at church and you were caught up in the singing and the praise and, and maybe you were part of the prayer time and, and uh, at the end of service we had a great time of celebrating last Sunday. The, the, the presence of the Lord was so powerful last Sunday and, and maybe you were like those who were in the crowd this morning and you were just praising and singing. Maybe you were caught up in the moment of Jesus being there. We all like to celebrate, don't we? We all like to be part of the celebration. I don't know if you've ever been at a restaurant that does where the, where the waitresses come out and they start singing happy birthday to somebody. But you can be on the other side of the, uh, the whole other side of the restaurant and you can hear them coming. They just, and you're like, and you're like, boy, I hope that is not me. But you, but you kind of, there's something inside you. And you're and you're interested in it, and you kind of whose whose birthday is?
enjoying life and, and we get involved and in our, in our praise team uh, leads us into the presence of God and we begin to celebrate and, and maybe that happened to you last Sunday. Maybe last Sunday the Lord had a triumphal entry into your heart and into your life. But for lots of people, even in the church, it's, it's just that. It's just celebration. It's just excitement about what's going on. It didn't really do anything. It didn't really know. Like sometimes in the, in the, in the restaurant, we don't know the person. We're just, we're just celebrating with them. We don't know about the happy day in their life. We don't know how old they are. We don't know anything about them. But, but there's something about us that just wants to celebrate, but it's not really real. We are here to worship Jesus, not out of enjoyment and not out of uh, uh, because it's fun or it's something to do on Sunday morning. We're here to serve Jesus because we love him and because he's worthy of our praise. And, and I just want to ask you, do you come to church just for the enjoyment of it, because you enjoy church, because you enjoy the people, because it feels like the thing to do? Jesus says a lot about worship. And then he, in this last week, he starts stepping into the temple. And I just wonder, have you allowed Jesus to step into your temple? You've been there when he makes, you've been there for the celebration, and maybe you're just on the outside, and, and you're there for the celebration. But I'm going to ask you, and he says that the man's, a man's heart and a man's body is the temple of the living God, and that's where he lives. I'm Or is he just passing by and you see him going, hey, yeah. I want you to know that Jesus seeks to come and dwell in the temple. He seeks to come and be more than just Jesus. I see you coming by and I enjoy being around you. He seeks to be the Jesus of your life. He seeks to be everything in your life. And he comes and he comes into the temple and he comes, comes where the worship is supposed to be. And, uh, uh, and uh, he, he, wants to, he wants to be there. And I want you to ask, have you allowed Jesus to come in to your temple? money for that coin they would sell you that coin at a enormous price and if you didn't have your lamb they would sell you a lamb at a marked up price and I've been reading and studying this week and they said that they had many money lenders there as well oh you don't have money to buy your lamb I'll loan you the money and they said they would charge up to 300 percent interest 
And they said that there would be many people who would, and, and, and God made a, a provision that if you didn't have a lamb that you could use a dove because doves were not very expensive and it wouldn't cost very much. And so for those who didn't have very much money, they could buy a dove and the doves were more expensive. And there would probably be some people who didn't want anybody to see them buying a dove because they thought they were better than that and they didn't want anybody to think that they were poor. And so they... And this is what was going on in the temple court. And they had taken the sacrifice and they had done this. And I, and I don't know what the heart was originally. It might have been right. But if you were from far away, you would have to bring your sacrifice with you. And it wasn't really very convenient to pack a lamb with you. I don't know about you, but... I've been around the lambs a little bit. Mark Young's been around lambs a lot. And they're just not convenient to have around. The part of Passover was that, that week that, that lamb was supposed to be in the house with you. And it was supposed to be running around in the house. And become part of the family. <laughs> 